Arthur scratched briskly at stubborn patches of paper, pasted thick to the wall. A skin of interweaving pink flowers, half-grown and faded. The scrape of his trowel was sharp in the quiet. The sun, pouring in through the library windows, latticed the floor. Sweating underneath his overall, he paused to take off his cardigan, stretching out the pain in his fingers. It was his nineteenth birthday and it seemed to him as though something might happen. In order to pull out the shelves and strip the paper behind, Arthur had to move the books. He eased them loose and carried them in piles of two or three to a clean patch of floor, where he stacked them and covered them with sheeting. They breathed a flowery dust. Flakes of rotten leather binding and tiny scraps of spoiled paper floated around him, catching in the wool of his trousers as he went to and fro across the library. At the end, he brushed himself down, releasing the heady smell of the past. His stomach rumbled. Weary now and bored by the routine of the long morning, Arthur paused, his feet in a square of fretted sunshine. Without much thought, he peeled off a corner of the loose sheeting and opened the book on the top of the pile. Church bells pealed further down the cathedral close, and Arthur felt his breath falter. The pages alarmed him. The gusts of colour. Summer blue flashes. Swirls of pinks and reds bleeding together. Taut figures. A half-dog beast. A fan-tailed bird coasting into heaven on pale breezes. Nothing was quite clear. It was light bursting through the darkness, the moon or fire, swirling branches of shadowy trees, or grasping vines or fire again in tongues. It was serpents curled into roses, infants crouching, figures almost human but with wings sometimes, or halos or auras of light, not quite man and not quite woman, but brimful with a promise of sex. Arthur could not shift the blunt craving that made him look again and again, that made him forget himself. It frightened and sickened him. But still he fingered the pages to ease the sense of them into his skin, and his greed for them was overwhelming. The theft was easy. He had with him, as always, a wide floppy cloth bag, immaculately clean, in which he kept the brushes, rags and bottles of his trade. He took the book from the top of the pile, wrapped it in a piece of heavy tarpaulin that better obscured its shape, slipped it into the bottom of his bag, and stacked the rest of his things on top of it, covering it lastly with his folded cardigan.